I'm going as soon as I press. Minute 28. So we're leaving, we left the park and... And he's now in front of his his door. Yeah, so it's not clear whether... Is this still the lunch break? It must be after work, I suppose. Yeah, I presume it's... It's... Uh... What they haven't... It's true, like Gonji says on the thing, like he had to have him in front of the door because he felt like it wasn't clear that Stefan lived next door to them. To Stefan. Oh, I see. And it's not really, it's a bit confusing. And it still feels a bit confusing in this bit, I think. Because he's like, it doesn't, you can't tell if he's like unlocking the door or I suppose he's, he, I suppose he's unlocking it and Stephanie comes out. <clears throat> so he has, a, he has a code lock and he's leaning on the door. Oh yeah. Like you would do to kind of like open it as soon as it buzzes. Oh sure yeah, got you. Yeah, sort of falls inside. That's true. I forgot about those code locks. Yeah, yeah. It, it's super awkward. I mean, he should just say, "Look, I didn't say that I lived oh. in this building." <laughs> so awkward. Because also, it's like, but it would also be like that makes sense to me. Because why would he be on the staircase, like halfway up, like to yeah. catch the piano? Yeah, I don't know why he's lying about it. Um. But, yeah, or, well, so, or how the misunderstanding came about. I mean, it kind of came about because they're, just they're like, oh, it didn't do lift. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get even more awkward, isn't it? Really? Maybe because he fancied Zoe and he didn't want to be like, oh, I'm just living here. I don't know. He just got awkward. Um, yeah. But she's coming out to do her laundry and this, oh my God, just made me remember like living in Paris and having those same bags, giant bags, mm. and having to mm. walk out with them to do your laundry and then up the flights of stairs, there's always like eight flights of stairs <laughs> dragging them up. In some oh, ways yeah. I liked it, like it was a sort of nice Sunday activity, like I like the laundrettes, I like the smell of them and the feel of them, but carrying the stuff, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Did you do it yourself or get a service wash? I didn't, don't, I didn't, wasn't aware that there was a I wouldn't have been able to afford it. It's just you just drag it out like she is, and there's quite yeah. a lot of them though. They were always quite near because I don't think many places. I don't know. Is that an old-fashioned thing now? Do you think most people now have washing machines? But like none of my friends did. Like we just no. It depends on city. So in London, most people have washing machines, but in okay. New York, most people don't. Yeah, in Paris, and it, it makes it kind of makes sense because people are like they'd rather have a dishwasher because yeah. you wash up dishes several times a week whereas you only do laundry once or twice a week well once a week probably maybe twice yeah. a but um one of the places i lived at had which is a good idea they had a laundry a laundromat effectively but in the basement so it's like oh, the, the flat the building has like a hundred flats tv things don't they yeah and so because it's like your own laundrette but it's yeah, just it's in the basement so you don't have to um and it kind of makes sense i mean you still have to pay it probably wasn't much cheaper really than a regular laundrette does the barbican um, have that i feel like the barbican is the kind of place that would have that it does have a laundrette yeah but it's not it's just a public one but it's still um, nearer and yeah well it depends oh. if you're on the other side of the estate it's not really yeah oh. but yeah and i like i like quite that a... yeah that sort of social that's quite a, it's surprising that paris doesn't have that but i suppose they just don't have the resources to do it but like it's quite a sort of socialist idea well I don't know because like uh, I remember Nathan saying when he was in Armenia that they had it set out like that it was a very like sort of Soviet thing of like they'd have big blocks 
sort of apartment blocks and then the either underground or the first floor would be like a laundrette but also kind of like a tobacconist in a kind of shop like a some sort of grocery shop mm-hmm. I suppose as well when it's like freezing cold or maybe that was in actually in Russia I'm not sure yeah Armenia or Russia yeah I I like the idea of that it's nice yeah I mean it'd be interesting I don't know how because there's this film actually of the the Barbican just after it's um opened and people complaining about how there's nowhere to do their laundry because I guess the laundry hasn't opened at that point Mm. um and uh yeah because I guess it was also before home washing machines were common and there isn't really kind of like a space for it like nowadays you know flats are designed to sort of have you know it's weird actually the flats are now designed to everything is very sort of fitted in you know it's like it comes with a fitted Mm. kitchen which has all your appliances and it's kind of like this goes there that goes there and it's strange because it also doesn't have any kind of you know if in the future everyone wants some other kind of device or something like that there's no place for it you know Mm. what's that weird noise Oh, my washing machine. Oh, I see. <laughs> Talking of washing yeah. machines. Like... <laughs> I can't hear it because I got my headphones on. Right. Um, in Northern Exposure, they have a nice scene where, because it's like this small town in Alaska, and they have a laundrette, and then one of the characters gets herself a private washing machine, and she's like, oh, this is so grown up, and I don't have to, like, have my these crappy washing machines that everyone's sharing, and my clothes keep getting ruined, and she's so excited. Um but then she gets really lonely because they all like socialize and because it's cold as well. Like they all kind of sit in the warm laundrette and while they do their mm. laundry at the same time and they all kind of have it as their time to catch up. And then she's like out of the loop on all the gossip and things. And she's like, oh, just sitting at home, like reading a magazine while her washing's going. Like, yeah, I used to live in um, East Dulwich and there was a, on Lordship Lane and it was called his Lordship, Lordship's Laundrette. Nice. And um, that was... It was, it was kind of one of those things where I'd leave it to do the wash, but then I would come back and for the dry, because it's only 20 minutes or something, that I would just sit in there. And it's quite quite nice, the smell of fresh laundry. I like the sound. It's really it's, relaxing. Yeah. They're nice mm. faces. Well, some of them. Some of them I like. Also then, horrible, there was sort of two women that worked there doing service washes. I wouldn't get service washes too poor. Yeah. But, um, Although it's really not very much money. It's kind of something mm. like a pound. I've never even you know. heard of it. I don't think that was oh, an offer yeah, in Paris. Yeah. Um, in, in, London, in the UK, some places do it. In New York, everywhere has it. Um, and yeah, it seems like quite it, an American thing somehow. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's the price of the wash plus only a small amount extra. Like I don't uh, think uh, I'd want someone else doing my washing, though. No. I don't see the advantage. Well, it saves you time. There's a Seinfeld episode where he with the laundrette. Have you seen Seinfeld? Also, One where he it. like takes his money. Oh, he leaves. Isn't it like George leaves? Oh no, Seinfeld has got like a made a load of money, and he's left it in his jacket at the laundrette, oh, no. and then he goes back, and they just claim he's like, no, he left it here. Like he won't give the money back, and they start like <laughs> trying to like fuck up. They can't get it back, and they're so angry at the um the guy that works there and like Kramer comes in and puts he puts a load of stuff into the washing machine like to fuck him up and it just like goes wrong and he's just like tipping all this like and there's like soap everywhere and yeah um it's kind of like over romanticized a bit I think in like films in that way like in Northern Exposure like oh it's all cozy like they are nice to go to 
but it yeah. also was a fucking pain like carrying your massive bag of washing up and down stairs. Yeah. And like I don't think I ever did any actual social I don't think I've ever actually like beyond no, I don't like ever... beyond like bonjour. Yeah. yeah. Um I like the aesthetic of laundrettes. So. Yeah, me too. Well, I was going to do that. That was one of our ideas. Like there was a bookshop bike shop idea and also like a bookshop laundrette. That was really like one of my solid ideas. I was like, that would actually be a really good idea. Um, Because there was one in Paris uh, in the hipster bit um, in the, whatever it was, the 14th, was it? Uh, And they'd made a laundrette into a bar. So it had like a bar next to it. So it had like a terrace outside. But I felt like, no one was using the laundry. Like they just were going there because it's like, oh, it's a cool bar idea. But in um, Greenpoint in Brooklyn, there's Sunshine Laundry, mm. which um, is well now it's primarily a bar, but it was kind oh, of right. it was originally a laundrette, yeah. and they had a few pinball machines in there, oh, cool. sort of in between the laundry because it makes kind of sense because you yeah. both both of them take quarters. So it's oh, like you already, yeah. you already have you already have the change machine to give quarters. Yeah, it's and, like an easy uh, money making thing because you have yeah. little overheads. You don't need yeah. many staff. And pinball machines are interesting because they sort of fit into weird spaces. You know, you yeah. can kind of because you don't need to get around it. You just need to fit it in there and just have enough space for someone to stand. And at you the need end where the buttons are. Although the only problem with that is that not only one person can play it at times. So that's annoying. Yeah, but they had a whole bunch of machines. Yeah, and then essentially they. Mm-hmm. I guess figured out that they were making a lot of money on the pinball and so they converted the back room into a bar and put a lot more machines in there but it's still the, the front is um still laundry people do do laundry there um yeah and some you pinball. need something to do while you're waiting for your laundry shoot. Yeah, perfect yeah a bookshop would a, be good as well like I thought and it has a vaguely kind of like that sort of um what's the word for it um like a hidden bar what's the word for that uh, prohibition it's a product yeah, yeah. speak easy yeah so it's like you go the sort of door to the bar at the back is sort of through these laundry did machine. we go there no where did we go and Don't know. you took us to this really hipster cocktail bar oh no that wasn't laundry it was just a cocktail bar when we went to see the ferris bueller mm. and before yeah, that was we Greenpoint, were in there, like really yeah it was so <laughs> oh, i think we were drinking out of jars it was that era yeah. yeah, that's popular. And there was another one in, in San Francisco, which was a similar thing where it was a laundry and pinball, but it was much more of a I laundry. That. It was sort of just a ground floor one. Where was that? I didn't go. Um, I can't remember exactly where it was. But I don't I, think I ever saw that. So she's coming out with her massive bag of laundry as he's trying to go in. And then it's really sad. Wait, I've got, I'm looking at it's the wrong bit. It's awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not minute 28. It's minute 27. I'm going to get really confused now. Minute 27. Anyway, minute 27. Um, yeah, so she, yeah, so awkward so, because then she immediately, is, she's like, oh, did you forget something? And then she's just like, are you looking for Zoe? But it's kind of weird, like, Aww. if you forgot something, like. She knows, though. She's like, it's that annoying thing when your friend is, everyone fancies your friend, and you're like, yeah, you're looking for my mate, aren't you? Do you want a number? Okay. It's just really sad. And it's kind of believable. I really relate to Charlotte. Like, I feel like I'm kind of her. Like, she's, you know, she's lovely, but she's kind of ordinary. They've dressed her kind of, like, just sort of a bit, like, with her baggy mm. coat and 
she's sort of awkward and shy and so he's like da, da, da. <laughs> just like fucking hell the one guy that I fancy and he's after my mate again and then he's just and that's even more awkward that he's just like no I think I'm okay <laughs> it's just like oh they're fun um and then she's like how's your dad I mean your hand <laughs> yeah god so wait, we don't know what her relationship is to the we don't the whole family thing to me is confusing anyway. So we like <clears throat> what, Stefan's mother, family. Yeah, yeah. So he's come back because of his mother. Because of his dad died. But how does um, mum rent Stephanie? Out. But how does Stephanie? She's just rented so the she, flat from so, so his think, mum is her landlord. So do you think she owns both those flats and that's how... Because he yeah. also, you know, he knew the the um, guardian. Yeah. Okay. I think she's, like, bought the flat next door to rent or something. She must have money. Right. She's renting next Um, But... Uh, but that doesn't sound like... It sounds like she knows more. Doesn't, or maybe, I guess maybe just because she had explained, I don't know. She's, she's just a screw-up to just ask how's your dad when he did what he... No, because he said that. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's nervous, I think, because she likes it. Right, um, right. But it's that, yeah, so Zoe doesn't live with her, so she was just helping her move in. So why the fuck was she drilling a hole in her wall of a flat she's just yeah. moved into? That's so outrageous. She's Because she's, <laughs> she's one of those over-the-top over crazy types. Yeah. A sort um, of frenemy. <laughs> hmm. um, and then she's like, oh, well, I'll... Well, what she says in French is just like, oh, I'm stupid, when she says, like dad instead of hand and he's like no it's okay <laughs> he does look so cute here the way he's sort of smiley I think I would be kind of it's awkward because like he doesn't like her but the way he's acting if I was Stephanie I would feel like well maybe he does like he's obviously yeah. after my friend but he's being very kind of cute and smiley and then she's like oh I better go and then she oh, just makes me cringe because she's like oh well I can do this later maybe I can see to your hand and we're like oh you know he's not really into you don't do this but I would definitely do the same I'd just be like can't let this go because this hot guy is here wait, suddenly he's... for no reason and I uh, I can do the laundry later just got to try and extend this time as much as possible but he he has said that he's not um, he's not into Stephanie or into Zoe. He's like, oh, I don't need Zoe's number. Yeah, so he's but... Given, he's given her, yeah, but he's given her some hope. He's yeah, giving so, her I mean, mixing, I guess, yeah, mixing. Yeah. But, but at the same time, he's there and can't really explain why. So yeah. she knows it's not there for her. But anyway, she's going to go for it. But the, So this is the French bit that I'm like, what? Um, does it come into this minute? Yeah, it yeah. does. I don't really understand. So he, he, he should like, she's like, well, we, I can see to you, or I can check your hand. And he's like, yeah, okay, better to be safe than sorry. And then, <laughs> and he says something like, a bird in the hand, what's the phrase? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So he yeah. says, a bird in the hand. And she says, <laughs> is, hang on. Well, the... Oh. This is where I need. We need someone who's. It's worth a bird in the hand. Is worth one in my bush. (laughs) (laughs) Like, does she really say that? That's what it translates as, and I'm like. Wait, I'm just going to pause it at the. That um, seems like. For like Stephanie's reason. It's worth my bush. Is what the, is what the 
Yeah, but that's quite rude, and she seems quite shy and yeah. like strange that she. Or do you think she says it by accident? Possibly. Because he like laughs a lot, and like it's sort of like, oh, maybe that's the point. It's like, oh, you're not quite as prudish as I thought. Hmm. She seems sort of. <laughs> or it's just it doesn't. Well, do, do it, what is also unclear is whether is that literally what they say? Does does that proverb translate? Yeah, that's the thing. Because um, I know in Duolingo there was this sort of like idiom thing, and they were completely completely different. Like there were sort of things like the early bird catches the worm. Hmm. There's the same idea in French, but it doesn't. It's not a literal translation because it doesn't mention birds or worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, when I'm watching this Chinese thing. Um, the subtitles often come up with these things like the characters say something and it will have like an asterisk and this sort of note and it'll be like there's loads of Chinese idioms that are incomprehensible when you translate them and so just like oh that's what they're talking about like all right idioms are really hard to translate Mm. I mean what does that mean the bird in the hands worth two in the bush I get that it's a hunting Um, thing but when do you use it what's the point like if I do this now I'll have an immediate. Yeah, that's something you have a, a firm grasp of is better than something that something you might, that you might have, have in the future. Because yeah. there might not be two in the bush. Is that the point? Because they might have not died, not or be. you they you might not catch them. Or yeah, hmm. it's presumably worth much more than two in the bush. You would think, because well, two birds in the bush is like completely yeah, useless. But if, if there are two in the bush and you collect them, you've got more dead birds. I have, have you ever tried collecting a bird? It's ridiculously difficult. Yeah, but you shot them. It's a hunting thing. Oh, you shot them. You shoot bushes. No, you're shooting you them have... out the sky and they've landed in the bush. That's what I imagine. But you haven't seen if they're there yet. Oh, but you've why got do you one. That's a huge amount of conjecture you've added to it. I thought it was a hunting thing. Is it not? Why would you have a ha- why would you have birds in bushes and in your hands otherwise? What are you doing with these? I, I, I assumed the birds lived in the bush. Why? What, you, what kind of them. birds are these? What, like chickens and you're running around catching them by no, hand? No, I'm thinking like sparrows. Why would you want a sparrow? That's not good know. to anyone. No one has ever made money from catching a sparrow. Well, you wouldn't You wouldn't go hunting a chicken with a shotgun, would you? Make well, they wouldn't sense. be chickens, but they'd be pheasants if you're shooting them. <laughs> but pheasants... <sighs> Why would it land in a bush? Whoever in the history of mankind ran around after birds on the ground trying to catch them in bushes. Yeah. <laughs> you looking up? Yeah, seeing what, what people have to say about it. But I feel like we need some reputable yeah, sources. I, and also, yeah, I wonder what it is. It is something rude, though, that she says. So perhaps they've kind of translated it to make it make sense in American or English, you know, because... Said when you recognise you should not risk something you already have trying to get something you think might be better. Yeah. But but it doesn't give anything on the... No. Well, people never know, though, do you? You don't really know where things start. It's like my least favourite one is you can't have your cake and eat it. It annoys the hell out of me. I'm like, what else is the point of a cake other than to eat it? It's a bad, it's a bad idiom. I hate it. Well, it predates shotguns. So... Okay. So it um, is running it, around catching them by hand. They're saying, they're saying it might be to falconry, where okay. the bird in the hand is a valuable asset and it's oh, worth more than like the you're prey. controlling it. Oh. Yeah. So you don't want to lose your falcon trying to catch birds that are difficult. 
But you're not doing the thing. What? But the falcon is doing the catching. Yeah, but I guess without the falcon, you wouldn't catch the uh, the prey. Yeah, but I guess to take. Um... That's like the cake and eat it thing. It's like you have to have one to have the other. And so it's not better to have one without the other because there's no point. There's no point in having a cake if you're not going to heat it. There's no point in having a falcon if it's not catching you anything. Um, but it's saying not to lose it. <laughs> but this is getting worse the, whole the more we of look into it. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you do with what is the point of falconry? Um I don't know as to whether it is to catch other smaller birds, I suppose. Or, but or doesn't then the falcon just eat the smaller bird? Yeah, maybe it's just to train it and for what? I don't know. Just for sport. Just to show off. Apparently the Czechs say a sparrow in the fist is better than a pigeon on the roof. That's the kind of thing where I mean, right? Like the translation is never... Why would you want either? Well, people will eat sparrows and pigeons. Um, Why? Better is a sparrow held tight in the hand than a thousand birds flying in the air. <laughs> Look up some... Um... Yeah, what other ones are there? Has it got a list? Better one bird, spelled B-Y-R-D-E, in hand than ten in the wood. That's more like the ratio. I feel like it's hard to catch a bird. Yeah. So. Oh, and this site, it says it dates back to the Bible, Ecclesiastes. It's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. Suggesting that the lesser choice of being a dog versus being a lion is still the better choice. Being alive is better than being dead. Similar mm. proverbs were used in England. In the, is it a proverb or an idiom? What's the difference between a proverb and an idiom? <laughs> um, an idiom is a figure of speech. Well, short, well-known people saying is a proverb. And an idiom, a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words. Oh, it's not an idiom, then it's a proverb, sorry. Oh. So, Over the moon, see the light, is an idiom. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm an idiot. Oh, gosh, embarrassing. Dig the well before you are thirsty. I mean, that's obvious. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Drink the mud? If you bow at all, bow low. All right? Yeah, makes sense. Oh, a bird does not sing because it has an answer. It sings because it has a song. Hawk um, does not cook rice. That's like my mum always says, um, words don't butter no parsnips. <laughs> That's my mum's favourite proverb. <laughs> She's always saying it. <laughs> does she like parsnips as well? Yeah, she loves them. They're pretty good. I want to watch the next minute now because yeah, okay. uh, it's kind of interesting as to yeah. what all right. Bushisms might go on in Bush. In her apartment. Okay, fini. End of minute. 27.